Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Coach Chris McMahon, and today is going to be a short mini episode, if you will. I just wanted to talk about this concept. I'm going to break it down. It's this concept that's better known as newbie gains. It's what I went through. When I started to train, I was about 19 years old, and my only plan was to look like a Marvel superhero. And the way I went about doing that was to just copy workouts that I saw in Muscle and Fitness magazine and just to eat a lot more. Like when in, in looking back on it, I ate about three to 4,000 calories a day, and I trained about an hour to an hour and a half, six days a week um, before going back to college. So it was about three and a half months before I went back to college, and I went back about 35 pounds heavier. Um, and in thinking about that now, because that was the question I kind of like posed myself while I was thinking about this, like, could I do that now? And the reality is no, I, I couldn't do it now. Because one, I'm not a movie star, I'm not a physique competitor, I'm not a model, I'm not an athlete, and my paycheck doesn't depend on me having to look that way. And what I mean is, at the time, I had a relatively low body fat percentage, and I could eat whatever I wanted, and I could just keep putting on muscle. And to be realistic, like, this is what newbie gains are. Like, literally, that's what it is. It's it's that first year or so, yeah, about the first year of you training, like seriously training, like going to the gym, performing compound lifts, improving your form, maybe working with a coach, maybe even working by yourself and following these things. If you're young enough, just doing anything at that point really will work. You know, in a year, a male on average can gain up to like 25 pounds of muscle and a woman can gain about half of that which is, which is insane when you stop to think about it. So that's why I'm such a big proponent of like doing something, something is going to be better than nothing. And doing something, if you've never done anything is going to be really, really beneficial, like really beneficial. And you could be super specific with your training plan, but the reality of it is your consistency is more important in the beginning. Like you showing up, doing the work, laying the foundation, like that, that's important. But what we also have to understand is that beyond the first year of training, right? The first year, your ability to gain muscle and lose fat, like it, it varies, you know, because as we get older, there are a couple things at play. Um, we have variation in our hormones, right? So like as I get older, my the testosterone in my body will get lower. And that directly affects your ability to gain muscle with ease, right? So does it mean you can't gain muscle? Absolutely not. No, that's not true at all. It just depends on where you are in your journey, right? Have you reached that potential or that level already or, or, or have you not? Because in that case, you probably can put on quite a bit of muscle. Um, but here's the thing. The, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because there's also the concept of newbie losses like i don't think i've I've never heard anyone phrase it that way and that's why i wanted to talk about this this concept of newbie losses so it's important to understand before i go into all of this that like weight loss is not linear it's not it's not a linear progression it really it really isn't right it fluctuates weight fluctuates day to day if you are even using that as a data point weight will fluctuate day to day week to week. That's why if you are using, uh, stepping on a scale and using weight, I highly recommend having it be, uh, 
same time every day, particularly after you go to the bathroom, recording it, taking your weekly average and having the weekly average be what you track because that will give you your trends that will let you know if what you're doing is working. If again, that is the metric that you're using for your intentional weight loss, right? You, you have the goal, you want to lose weight. This is, this is why you would track it that way. So it's important to understand that it's not going to be linear. Your big, your big goal here is to really look and see a downward trend. That's what you can do. And if you're like me, like I was uh, when I was like 19 and I put on all this muscle, you have to consider I was also eating in quite a calorie surplus for what I was doing. So yeah, I gained some fat along with that and I was okay with it. It wasn't a big deal. And for, for some people it might be. Um, maybe, maybe we have, maybe we're not going from being a lanky, uh, super skinny, uh, teenage boy. Maybe we already have some, uh, fat on our body that we're hoping that we can lose some weight and gain some muscle. This concept is known as body recomposition. It's the idea of training to lose fat while gaining muscle at the same time. And it's important to understand that one of the ways you do this is you strength train, you make sure you're eating enough protein, right? So you can basically figure out how much protein you need to be eating to do this by taking the ideal weight or the target number you would like to be at. And this is in pounds, right? If you're in, if you're uh, somewhere else in the world and you're doing it in kilos, you could uh, divide, uh, multiply that number by 2.2 and you'll get your weight in pounds. Um, but the idea here is you want to make sure you're eating enough protein, uh, that's, that's an important one. So you could track your calories, but make sure you're eating enough protein. Um, and to do this, you could take your ideal weight, you multiply it times one, and that will give you the, uh, the amount in grams, uh, per day that ideally you would consume, give or take, um, because that can help with satiety that can help you, um, that's going to help you rebuild, uh, your muscles, uh, as you, uh, are recovering between those training sessions. So it's really, it, it is important. Um, also making sure that we have a balance of everything else, right? We have an adequate carbohydrate intake. We have, uh, adequate fat intake and that we're really just finding balance here. Um, but I just want to let you know that like, if we, if we are looking at this, right, if we are looking at the only way you're going to lose weight, uh, is by being in a calorie deficit. Like that is, that is the only way, even if you're recomping your body, you still need to be in a calorie deficit. Like we, we can't, we can't overconsume more than we are currently burning. So consuming fewer calories, that is your calorie deficit. So there are a couple of levels to fat loss, and I just want to put this out there so we can understand this. Again, this is if you have the goal of intentional weight loss, we want to we want to look at this because because the reason why I started training and wanted to get as big and muscular as possible was because I wanted to look like a Marvel superhero. That was really my like goal at that age. Um, I wish I had a better understanding of this stuff before I went down that rabbit hole. So there are three levels like we can look at we have the like the easy which is something that we can incorporate in our life and sustain we have the medium which is still pretty reasonable you know we can do it um and then there's the hard this is this is the like the drastic weight loss uh per week that's going to require a drastic calorie deficit uh the medium not as drastic easy definitely not as drastic right so easy would be like losing like a half pound to a pound per week, like that's pretty sustainable, right? That's not, that's not too crazy. Medium would be one to two pounds per week and really hard, like super extreme and challenging would be two to three pounds per week, right? That's a lot. 
that that can be pretty, pretty intense depending on how much weight you're looking to lose, what your starting weight is, because this is important. Because losing two to three pounds per week would put you where you would need to be like pretty darn close to adhering to your plan, whatever that plan might be, whatever your macros, your calories, your portion sizes, whatever, whatever tool you're using, you would have to be like 95% close to 100% adhering, which is, which is really hard, you know, because you're human. Um, but the important thing to take from this is like the more consistent you are, the quicker you will lose weight and see progress ideally, technically. The important thing is that you're consistent. So like someone can make small changes, lose half a pound a week and be pretty damn consistent without having to make extreme lifestyle modifications. So what I'm basically saying is one is going to be more sustainable than the other. One is you got to look at your life, where you are. Do you have a job that's really hectic? Do you have kids? Are you married? Are you single? How old are you? Uh, what is your past experience with this? Have you? Are you a chronic dieter? If you're a chronic dieter, this is probably not going to be your best avenue to go down, right? There, there are all these different things that we can think about. But again, like here is where this concept of newbie losses comes into play. So when we look at newbie losses, what we can actually think about, think about it this way. It is much easier if you are brand new to weight loss and have more weight to lose to have, we'll use the term fast weight loss, like a rapid weight loss. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just telling you the facts. I'm, I'm, I'm existing in this middle place to tell you what the true facts are. And the reality is, is if we look at like the calorie deficit that someone needs to create, it's, it's easier to do it if you already have more to lose. Case in point, if someone is in a larger body and at maintenance, they're eating about 4,000 calories a day, all right? That's what they need to maintain their current body weight. And they have the goal of losing weight. Let's say they start eating um, more balanced plates. Let's say they eat three meals a day. They cut out maybe a few of the snacks they're having and they they switch to diet soda right those are those are the things that they're trying to do right because you're drinking a less uh, a, a beverage that is no calories right we're we're eating balanced meals so we're eating more nutrient dense things which they're eating enough protein to make sure that they're they're full between meals uh they're eating more fruit <laughs> they're snacking on things like right small changes that they can make over time i'm not saying they're doing that all at once you might find that that person goes from eating 4,000 calories to eating 3,000 to 2,500 calories. That's like a 1,500 calorie deficit. That's, that's pretty drastic. That It is. It is if you think about it. So those first 10 pounds, 20 pounds, it might come off really, really fast. But what we have to understand is like newbie gains, what happens is your weight loss slows at a certain point. And this is completely normal. The leaner you get, right? The, the leaner you get, the harder it becomes to lose weight. That's just what it is. Because the human body, your body is amazing. Your body is freaking amazing. All the things it can do because it will adapt to your deficit. High metabolism. <laughs> like your metabolism adjusts. So you eventually burn fewer calories exercising too because 
your body becomes more efficient at the movements, right? Our body is always looking to become more efficient because its goal is to burn the least amount of calories possible. It wants you to be at rest. That's literally what your body wants. Uh, that, that's, that's what it is. But I'm letting you know, hitting a plateau is entirely normal, right? It, it, hitting a plateau in the gym, hitting a plateau in weight loss. Remember, that's why we're looking, we're looking at trends. We're looking at data points. We have to understand that it doesn't mean you should necessarily stop what you're doing, right? Sometimes we think, it, oh, I have to stop it altogether. No, it's not necessarily what that means. You just have to consider the expectations you're setting for yourself, right? That's, that's what we have to consider here. What is the expectation am I setting for myself? Am I setting the expectation where doing something like losing like a half pound a week just isn't good enough because it's not fast enough? Do I have to lose like two to three pounds per week? Because if we look at this, like a healthy body fat percentage, right? We're healthy is relative, but is about for men like 13 to 15% and women about 23 to 25%. This is pretty easy to maintain. You, you will find that you have more energy levels when you're at this uh, particular body fat percentage. You'll probably find that, you know, you don't have to make rapid changes to your diet like anything that's in crazy crazy you know you're going to be eating more protein you're going to be eating more vegetables you're going to exercise like 30 minutes a day you know maybe maybe you'll be walking every day maybe a couple of those sessions will be strength training right um you're going to be full like you're going to you're going to be full after your meals but not overly full right you might find that you eat um you're eating, you can still eat desserts, you know, um, but you're being more aware that you're making those choices. And, you know, you're just aware, you're, you're a little more aware. And this is like, you'll see your baseball players or softball players. Um, th that's about like 13 to 15% body fat, right? They're not extremely lean, but they're still athletic and strong and powerful and healthy, right? And, and this requires some planning. Um, Maybe, you know, you make the choice to go to bed a little bit earlier so you can wake up to go to the gym instead of going to like uh, a bar with some of your friends. Uh, maybe you will have to prep your food uh, and be aware of what you're eating and, and how fast you're eating, right? Small changes, right? A lot of the clients that I work with, like this, this is wonderful. Like they would be thrilled right? My online clients, we have these check-in calls and they would be thrilled at 10 to 12% body fat because it's, it's really like we're working on health promoting skills at this point. We're not, we're not doing any of these super drastic things. It's, it takes more time, but they're being consistent. And again, the secret to progress is being consistent. So we have to look at it that way. And then we have the other end of the spectrum though, right? Someone might come and, 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 really they want to see their six pack and they want to look like thor and they want right i've had i've had folks reach out to me uh who want that and could you do that yes is it possible totally am i the person that's going to get you to that point i'm going to be honest i i'm not someone who will do that i i'm just not because of what's required for that right and i'm going to tell you like most people who are at for women, it's less than 16% body fat. For men, it's less than 6%. So like that 5% body fat. You have to consider what goes into this. The people who do this, the people who look like this 
are bodybuilders, like on the day they're on their stage, uh, fitness models when they have to be shirtless, um, your Marvel superheroes, like when they're doing those shirtless scenes, like there's a lot that goes into that. And sometimes that's doing things like water fasting, that's doing things like uh, calorie and carb cycling, that that there, there's a lot that goes into that, right? Right, when, when, when you are seeing uh, Superman shirtless on screen, he probably hasn't had anything to drink for the last like two days to have his veins pop out and look a specific way. I know Hugh Jackman has talked about this before in interviews uh, when getting ready or when, when shooting something like um, Wolverine, right? So you have to understand that there's big sacrifices that come with fi being 5% body fat and mu muscular, right? 5% body fat and muscular. Social situations become much harder because you have to pack all your food with you, have everything with you. You can't, you got to be worried about what's being served when you're going to eat it. You might miss out on events, right? You have to measure and weigh and track all your foods, right? I talk a lot about trying to keep things easy for yourself. This is someone who is very, very data-driven. This is someone who needs precision. This is, this is not the easiest thing for everyone. Um, it's also, you know, it's not uncommon for some folks who, who are really determined to do this. There are some disordered practices that can be developed. Um, not everyone, right? It's, it's not fair to lump all bodybuilders and fitness models and everything and say they have disordered, they're, they're practicing disordered. It's not fair to say that. I will say it does become a little easier though. And, you know, there's a lot of time that goes into exercising for this, right? You might be training twice a day six days a week. You might be doing cardio on top of that. You need to be sleeping like eight to nine hours per night. You need to include exact macronutrients. Like you have to be spot on, right? You have to, you, you don't overeat. You'll probably be following like a meal plan or something like that. You'll be doing some form of carb cycling, which basically means one day you have low carb one day you have a little bit more carb another day right it depends you probably won't be having super starchy carbs until uh post-workout or on your higher carb days you're not eating dessert you're probably avoiding sugar most likely you're definitely not drinking caloric beverages so that means you're not having your wine you're not having you're not having any flavored teas or anything like, right? You, you're just, it's, it's extremely, extremely hard to do this. So what we have to understand is like, it, it, it's not really possible to, to sustain that kind of physique. It's not, it's not, I'm going to tell you that. And most celebrities, right? Those superheroes, Marvel, super, they don't want to undergo those changes required for their movie roles. They say, they say they do. But then some of them are more open and talk about it, right? They talk about it and they say, I don't recommend that. Like, this is ridiculous. This is really hard. And also, once you're over the age of 40, you know, again, we talked about testosterone. We talked about hormone shifting in our body. The likelihood of you maintaining a Hulk size. I'm not going to name the celebrities, but there are that you could see. They're more muscular now than they were when they were in their 20s, 30s, and I'm talking like lean and cut and big at all times, and their body never changes. It's really not feasible without the help of certain substances. It's just not. It's not. So 
why is this important? It's important to think about this because you want to consider why I'm doing what I'm doing. What am I about to give up? Right? What are you, are you aware of what you're about to give up? Are you aware of what you might gain? Are you clear on what you'll do after you reach that goal? Great, I got down to 5% body fat. Wonderful, now what do I do? Because I've been eating in a calorie deficit this entire time, what am I supposed to do? Well, if I go right back to maintenance calories, I'm going to gain a bunch of weight, right? Well, yeah, but it's okay, right? Sometimes we have to just look at the bigger picture. So before you go and you try to do all of this, you're just going to have to ask yourself why. Why is this important to me? And then you can consider what you're willing to change, what you're not willing to change. What does that look like? What are you willing to change? What are you not willing to change? What does any of it look like? And those are the thoughts that you can think about. Because when it comes to newbie gains and newbie losses, the most important thing is that you're considering why you're doing it in the first place. So that will do it for this episode. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, please do me a favor, leave a five-star review. Uh, just so other people can hear this, so I can keep doing this and keep spreading, uh, <laughs> keep spreading these ideas and these thoughts uh, surrounding nutrition, surrounding fitness, and most important of all, go do great things because you can.